Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris and, well, no microphone because after my swim, it det decided to inform me that liquid was detected <laughs> in my brand new phone in the lightning uh, plug, which at least in my old phone, that would have been shut down, emergency, it's finished, broken. Now, I don't know how I got liquid in my lightning detector. The fact that I've just been for a swim in the ocean might have something to do with it. And I got wet swimmers on. But I did try not to. Okay, so. <coughs> we're here. We don't have a volume control on the phone without the microphone, so let's do our best. Really important uh, thing today. I wanted to chat with you about and that is my job so we all need to know what our job is when someone says what's your job what do you say do you say my job is consultant or my job is to provide for my family my job is to do to build wealth to build a portfolio of wealth what when you describe yourself your job what do you say? It's a very important question and might be considered to be one of the more important questions. There is no reason why you can't have multiple aspects to your job. But at work, when you work for an employer, they will define your job very clearly. It's important to know the words that would say, while at work, my job is da-da-da-da. And to compartmentalise that uh, definition so you know what you're being paid for and you can deliver it. When I do my hierarchy of what's my job, my first job is connect the business world globally back to nature well that's my job that's what gets me up of a day connecting people back to nature and then I say when I'm coaching what's my job and my job when I'm coaching is to get people into a space where they get what they want in life <clears throat> there's two jobs and what's my job when I'm at home with my partner at dinner time my job is to help <clears throat> the trick with all this is to be able to like a slinky spring compress and expand to have to do one job well in the kitchen without that becoming the defining uh, overriding top of my life's pyramid. It's to do these little jobs with the same love and commitment and devotion as I do my big jobs. But I must start my day with my big job. I can't wake up and go, <coughs> my job is to get the kids to school or my job is to 
put the garbage out. You need to start the day and finish the day reminding yourself of your big job. What's your overriding, <clears throat> some people might call it purpose, but I would rather just for this conversation today call it a job. What's your big job? Transform business, turn companies around so that the families of those employed stay provided for to make an impact on the third world country to transform the environment. My job, my big job, is to connect business people to nature. Now, that's been the hardest thing you can imagine because <clears throat> people are disconnected from nature, but they think that being in, putting your plastic in the plastic bin is what I mean when I say reconnect to nature or sitting under a tree somewhere in the, in the Bahamas on holidays is connected to nature, but it's not. People go for a run and they run through nature. They go for a swim and they swim through nature. And there is a communing, there is a, it's like going into a church. You can't help but be influenced when you go into a church by the, the hymns and the prayers and the meditations of people who've been there before you. The environment really impacts you massively. But when you walk out the door of the church, or you walk out the door of your synagogue, or you walk out the door of your temple, and you start to think, you know, that I don't like that person, this person isn't good, you start to judge people. You immediately disconnected from what the experience was when you're in the church, which was compassion, care and kindness and goodness and all the lovely words that we all know exist in the human consciousness, in the human heart. So when we get outside those environments, if we, are, if we immediately flick to their opposite, we've just been in an emotional roller coaster and we're no closer to living in connection, in commune with nature than we were when we walked in the front door. We just had a, a moment of um, polar opposite, if you want to call it that. So connecting people with nature is not getting people to run through it or walk through it or sit in it, just that. That is part of it, and that's a really important part of it. But the thing is, if we think in the ego, we have disconnected ourselves from half of nature, the opposite. So the ego is a polarity. It wants right or wrong. It wants good or bad. It wants uh, happy or sad. It, it sees everything in a polarized way. But in nature, we don't. And so to be in nature, to reconnect to nature in our lives is to recognize that there are seasons. Things come in and go. There are tides. Things come and go. There are positives balanced by negatives. There are goods balanced by bads. There are uppers balanced by downers. And so instead of saying, I want right or wrong, we look for right and wrong. So a, just the simplest shift of human language brings nature with us, to us, with us. We belong then to nature. Rather than running through it, skipping over it, and taking photographs of it, we become nature. 
And that is really the truth of it. We are nature. We can't be separated except if we get in our ego. Now this ego is not a bad animal. It's not the devil. The ego is polarized. And so it leads to unrealistic decision-making. It leads to messaging to the subconscious mind, which is corrupt. It leads to all human disaster. All of it is driven by the ego. And so if we want to live with a happy family and a loving life and healthy body, if we want to make good business decisions that build wealth and create your job, then we have no choice but to somehow intervene in the process of pleasure-seeking and righteousness that the ego calls good. We have to intervene at some point. Now, try telling this to a 17-year-old kid and you might not get a good reception, but most people listening to the podcast aren't 17 anymore and are looking to make an impression or make a difference or feel different or be different in the world than they were. So my solution, an inspired solution, is live in tune with nature. Now, what that means versus the ego It's taken me 45 years to translate into language that stands the test of one day at work. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.